podcast where we watch the movies from my dad's youth and then we discuss them first time in a while but that's okay yes this show is about la bamba from 1987 starring uh morales who's now on ozark and people will know i'm sort of behind the times and i'm just watching ozark now well a couple years that isn't too bad as well as lou diamond phillips i don't know if that's his real middle name it's about the story of richie valens and his rise and tragic fall and has lots of great music and uh, there might have been some dancing in the living room when we were watching it or not i'll let your imagination run wild thanks for listening Before I ask you the general first question, which is, what did you think, and did you like it, etc., I'd like to first ask you, spoiler alert for people who haven't seen the movie, did you know the end? Um, not until I saw Buddy Holly ah. at the Winter Dance. Okay. Because I knew Buddy Holly was the one that, again, spoiler alert, died on the plane crash. Okay. But I did not know Ricky Valens, or Valens... Richie Valens. Richie Valens. Right. Okay. Um, and then I once I saw Buddy Holly, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Okay. Um, so then, what did you think? I thought it was really good. Um, I thought it was well done. Just start to finish. Yeah. Um, I thought, while it was a biopic of Richie Valens. Right. I thought they were able to fit a lot of, you know, just regular movie stuff in there. Yep. Especially with his conflict with his brother. Yes. Um, I thought, you know, the music was obviously great. Yes. Really good stuff in there. It's also very, just like, well shot, well well produced. Yes. Except for the weird, like, voice was not matching up with the lips thing. I think that had more to do with, with us. With our internet thing, or um, this is going to hurt our product placement when I say this, Netflix or something. Because I was actually, as I'm watching the movie, and I'm watching Lou Diamond Phillips lip sync, I actually wrote down, wow, the lip sync is really great. It's really good So it was, I don't think it was a, a, a film thing. I think yeah. it was a, no, yeah, a no. 2020 thing. Um, yeah. Really good overall. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I'm fairly certain I haven't seen this movie since I saw it in 1987. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was more impressed by it than I remember, just in terms of the filmmaking piece. They had some really neat segue shots. 
Um, mm, definitely. Uh, the one that I just I'm remembering because it just happened at the end is when they have the plane going off into the snow and the screen becomes slowly more white and then that fades into his mother's white mm. sheets hanging on the yeah clothesline as she finds out um yeah my my favorite shot of it was was also there when it's uh bob is hugging the mom and it slowly fades to donna in the school it's like they're like seeing both right. of them at the same time yep. so. a, a neat thing about uh when richie wakes up with his tattoo in mexico and all that i mean you know they had it wasn't just this straight let's show the music it had some really had some really yeah. good stuff with it and, and I'm glad that they didn't just straight up show the music, because while the music is good, like, you can't make, you know, what was this, 95 minutes or so? Yeah, If yeah. not more, of just music. Like, you you have to have the depth to it, which they had. You have right. to have the shots, which exactly. they had. Exactly. So. so, funny thing about the music that I noted, we are 85% into the movie before we hear the song La Bamba. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think... And of, the first time I hear it, it's not even... Him singing. Well, I'm sorry, yeah. 85% of the movie, you know, 80% of the movie before we hear the song La Bamba, which is the original folk tune played by not him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then when it's finally played by Richie Valens, right, the movie's almost over, mm-hmm. which I think is impressive. That's, they're not leaning on the one song. Well, I mean, it's actually how the songs were released too, right? That was his third hit, not his first. Yeah. But I still think it was impressive that they, that they waited, that they didn't mess with the timeline in and, order in order and, to get the song in. yeah and i'm i'm glad that it didn't because i think the way that they did it the song had just as much meaning as it would have had over time well more i mean i you think know, it, or, it, yeah i mean because where they put it yep you know they had to have that mexico piece put in there um you know that was one of the things again I, I, i'm not trying to poke holes to take away from my or your enjoyment of the movie but the visit to Mexico was certainly a piece of the movie that I thought, hmm, is that did that really happen? Yeah, that or one was weird. Was that put in for the movie? Um, it, it, right. If it did happen, fantastic. Right. That was the inspiration to take this classic Mexican folk tune, make it into a rock song. If it didn't happen, and it's what they decided for the movie, more okay. power to them. It's a good story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Another large question I had. Um, was whether the conflict with Bob, how real that was. Again, um, I'm not complaining. The, the conflict with Bob, as you said earlier, really needed to happen to make it a full movie. Oh, totally. And I think without it, we wouldn't be saying the things we said. You know, like, we wouldn't be complimenting the shots because the shots wouldn't have had the opportunity to be there. Like, that's sort of the thing that I've almost gleaned most from this. is like, story first, rest of it second. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. Agreed, right. We're not going to worry about the songs and the factual details of Richie Valens' life. That will happen within the confines of him growing up, him with Bob, him with his mother, him with Rosie, him with Donna, mm-hmm. um, and, and the manager and all and all those things. Yeah, um, I thought it was really... Uh, I'm trying not to say unbelievable because that would, again, that would be, but, 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 you know, when we first meet Richie, he is very definitely 16, starry eyed, carrying around his guitar, never carrying any books to school, but carrying around his guitar. um, And he says, my dreams are pure rock and roll. And it's wonderful, right? You can tell he's this 16 year old kid. Um, 
And then while I agree that going through the business side of music, and you see that really well, right? He's, oh, definitely. He doesn't get to bring along his buddies. He has to it was do a six, good representation. He has right? to do sixty takes, but but he he. He gets mature pretty quick, and it's only you know yeah, a, a year in his they life, said or like maybe eight months. It was eight months after yeah. he recorded, so that's probably whatever a year or a year and a half mm-hmm. in the span of the movie. Like he's acting like he's you know twenty eight. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm sure that's got to happen, right? You 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 can't be that starry eyed kid when you are signing contracts and buying homes, and also when you're famous. Yeah. You know what I mean, like. From the way they represented it, which, you know, was probably a, a bit inflated, just based off it was the movie about him, like, he, he seemed to be, like, like the next hot thing Yes. In, in music, and his songs are good, so it makes sense, and he's also really young. Right. But, like, yeah, he, he definitely aged at a rate that doesn't quite seem pr- proportional. Right. Right. And maybe that's just because he kind of had to grow up, you know. Yeah. No father to speak of, and he has to work and everything. Right. But still, it was, it was a little... Definitely. Yeah. But 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 still, I mean, I think that showed what probably actually happened in Richie Valens' life. He's got to figure that stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, you know, you sort of ask a good question, right? We, we think about Buddy Holly because he was the headliner. Mm-hmm. Right, but if you caught there at the end, Buddy Holly was only 22 when he went down. Right, you think about Buddy Holly yeah, having was... a much more full career than Richie Valens, and frankly, if if he got started as early as Richie Valens, he had a you know five year head start on him. Yeah, um, I, th- I uh, think in the radio thing at the end it says I think Richie was 17, Buddy was 22, and the other guy was 29. Right, right. I, I, I don't know who the third guy was, but well, the big bopper, you heard him say it a couple of times as the as the character when he says "Hello, baby." Right, so that's. That was his, he, he was, the Big Bopper was a one-hit wonder. He's got this song called Chantilly Lace. Chantilly Lace and a pretty face and a ponytail. Maybe, yeah. If you ask my mother to sing it, she'll sing it immediately. That was, that's, that's, that's something in her repertoire. Okay. So, um, but, uh, but, you know, Bridgie Valens and Buddy Holly, again, had, had more songs out yeah. there. Yeah. You know, Big Bopper was sort of just one. Just one. So, Yeah. yeah. But again, they're they're both huge what if stories. What if they had Seriously. lived and and gone on to do more? Um, did you recognize any actors? I recognized uh, the manager. Yes, from something Bob Keane. Yes. Okay, so his name is Joe Pantoliano. He's done a lot of stuff. I I don't. Have you seen The Matrix? Uh, yeah, parts of it. Okay. Or, so, no, yeah, the whole thing. Okay, I thought so. So in The Matrix, he's the guy who turns on them. He wants to eat the steak. Oh. And he ends up taking the steak and, yeah. and turning them in. Yeah, okay. I forget his name and the, you know, uh, his code name or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and Joe Pantolano has done other stuff. I mean, nothing pops off my head. But he's one of those guys where I'm just like, yes. You were doing you were lots X of character X, 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 acting X, X, between yeah. 85 and 2005. Yeah, definitely. You never headlined a movie, but you were the fourth and fifth guy a lot. Yeah. So, um, anybody else you recognize? That was pretty much it. Okay. So, the two brothers, Richie and Bob, right? Um, Bob, his name is Esai Morales. This was, as far as I know, his first big role and then he went on he had some other stuff i think he was on tv he would, might have been on one of the csis or mm. something nypd blue or something yeah. like that sort of a recurring character 
Um, and Lou Diamond Phillips, mm-hmm. and it definitely said introducing Lou Diamond Phillips. He was quite beginning. good in this. Yeah. He was quite good. And he's he's had a long hmm. career. I mean, never like headlining movies per se, kind of like he did with this one. But he's been in a lot of things. I'm thinking there was a movie, I think, called Young Guns with him and like Emilio Estevez and probably two other guys, maybe Charles Sheen, where they were like gunfighters. I think Emilio Estevez was Billy the Kid. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, maybe I have to put that on the list. Uh, but uh, but I mean he he was, he was around. I mean yeah. this, this definitely propelled Lou Diamond Phillips. Um, you know, that he made his nickel. And... If he took care of his money, Lou Diamond yeah. Phillips kids don't have to work. Yeah. So um, you know he was definitely busy enough. Yeah. To do to do that kind of stuff. Um, That's that that was sort of my impression of all the actors in this. They're just you know doing this to do it yeah and of course they're all very good yeah you know there's really not a bad actor in this one no um, i would agree you know but none of the roles were that huge except for really the two brothers right the rest were sort of on and off true uh, true um and the gal i never saw her again i, I the donna. donna i don't know if she it was danielle something yeah, yeah. did more didn't do more right there's always yeah, something a, to look up always there. imdb yeah um so you know, even, even, um, so you didn't know the story about Richie Valens, but I'm sure a lot of people did, right? Especially when the movie came out. I don't imagine they were trying to hide the ending. Mm-hmm. So, so vir- virtually everybody who goes to the movie is going to know how it ends because they know about Buddy Holly. That's like a sort said. of hinted out of the beginning. Oh, that, well, when you know what happens, when you're like, oh, he's Buddy Holly, you look back and there's tons of foreshadowing things, mm-hmm. right? So, some of the foreshadowing I wrote down. Well, the whole first sequence before. Well, right. His nightmare. Right. I wonder if that's real, right? Does he really have the night? Like, mm-hmm. did his. Buddy really die in the schoolyard of the of the plane fuselage landing on him. Debatable, yeah. And then you know, does he have the dream? I was, yeah. You know. But even on his on his first uh, date, he's talking with Don, and he says, "Well, stars don't fall out of the sky, do yeah. they?" And he was talking about stars, but you're like, if you know the ending, you're like, okay, that's yeah. foreshadowing. And then Buddy Hall at the very end said, you know, whatever the stars are in the sky, yeah, uh, until they weren't. And there was another. Um, uh, foreshadowing when he said he said uh, I'm flying I'm really flying so if you know the ending you're like ooh they're putting that in there yeah. to be sure well, um, well well that was the day the music died that's what that's that correct is. yeah yeah that's okay. correct Don McLean the whole thing that's right mm-hmm. American Pie mm-hmm. um, I guess I'm wondering uh, now we both said that we we really liked the sequences at the end um, just in terms of the filmmaking but I wonder what it would have been if the last scene in the movie is the plane taking off it fades into the snow and you roll the credits I think they would have done that in 2020 they would not have done that in 1980 whatever 7 7 yeah I feel like things you know we've done 27 odd of these if not right. more maybe right. we're on number 30 here we're getting close I think close. Yeah. things come full circle Sure. You know, like in The Last Dragon, things have to come full circle. Oh, yes, because when, when, we when we make film film uh, equations, we should always use The Last Dragon as good filmmaking. Yes, definitely. <laughs> no, yeah, but, like, think of Inception. We, we watched it a, a couple weeks ago. Right. You don't know what happens. I, the top I'm not sure I still know what happens. Or happened. it falls. Right. You know, for right. people who have seen it, obviously. Right. That wouldn't have happened. It would have either kept spinning. Right. Or it would have fallen. They would have let us know, as opposed yeah. to turning the film off at the exact moment where you're like, wait, is it? <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. like, I think, at that point, movies are pretty new. 
I think I I I don't think people got funky with them. Sure. As 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 much. I, right. Of course, there are like well, the main, cult classic ones. Right. Mainstream American movies. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's always there, there there's always like there's always said, the weird ones. Cult films and art films, but like movies that are made for the general public don't get don't get strange. Yeah. 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 They're okay. not gonna do like a cliffhanger on a biopic. Right. Because it's about the person in this case, Richie Valens. Right. About his life, and his life comes full circle. Sure. Sure. Yep. I get that. I um, get that. And I think that would have been really good because people would have obviously known, but you wouldn't have gotten the gotten the ending scenes, which were a good bit of the movie. Sure. You know, and closing things up and everything. Right. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I get that. Um, a question for you, uh, as someone who's in high school, looking at Richie Valens being in high school, I'm thinking that he might have had a better strategy the first time he walks down a home if he doesn't hang out by the fence but if he goes up and he's like Mr. Nice Guy like hey Mr. Donna how are you instead of like hanging out by the fence right I mean if, if he'd gone that way who knows well I think racism played a factor well yeah that's probably <laughs> true 1950 you don't think you don't you don't think the, the racism clue comes in when the dad says what is he italian yeah <laughs> okay that's probably true you know what maybe i still i'm th- i'm i'm thinking the strat though is not to hang out by the fence. just like i just like i've told you you're not allowed to beep in the driveway true you, you got you gotta true. go up you gotta knock true. on the door yeah uh, i mean i think his cards were stacked against him i undoubtedly true undoubtedly true um but in the end, he wrote the song. Now, here's the thing. By the song the, saved him. The by song the end, saved him. she's going out with him. She's going to the party saying, I love you. Did Dad soften as soon as he starts making money? He's a businessman at heart. What can he say? He, he's a car salesman, for goodness sakes. He's greasy. True. Sorry for any car salesman who happen to be listening. Please keep listening. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. He was, he was, he was a, a stereotypical car salesman of the 50s. He's greasy. That's Maybe he was a used car salesman of the 50s. We're going to have to edit of that in. Of the 50s. Of the 50s. That's, and again, this is stereotypical roles that they're playing. This is not... This is no we, way... Not what you or I are saying about no, car salesmen. No, 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 no. Right. No, okay, we, we should probably move on. Okay. Um, in talking about uh, also the, um, the music... Um, let me in, in interject a little, a little bit of personal. So I saw this film, and two things happened. One, um, definitely dug the music, right? Um, the the whole sort of fifties piece and things like that. But also really um, fell for Los Lobos, and I think they also got because they did they, the renditions yeah. of it. Well, they did all any time that Richie Valens was singing, that was Los Lobos, mm. and. Sneak peek. The band in the Mexican brothel was also Los Lobos. Oh, like that was actually them. That was actually them. That's cool. Now, um, interesting fact. The guy who was singing in the brothel mm. is not the usual singer. The usual singer was the guy sort of in the back. Like they all had the, um, the, white, the shirt. white shirts on, but the guy in the back had like a blue shirt on. Mm. He's the main singer, and he's the guy who does the Richie Valens voice and sings most Los Lobos songs. Mm. Not all of them. He sings probably four-fifths of them. Okay. But anyway, so Los Lobos got a big career boost, um, and I went out and I bought at least one, if not two, Los Lobos tapes <laughs> and um, <laughs> and played the heck out of them, and they were great. 
Hmm. And um, yeah, I, I may have even gotten the La Bamba soundtrack. I'm not quite sure. Um, but anyway, that was that was a definite uh, music thing for me and, and getting in there. And, 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 and I'm sure this was a big boost for them, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. big time. And Los Lobos is cool. We, well, I'll introduce you to it. It's rock and roll, but with a very Mexican twist thing going on. That's really cool. Um, they do some traditional stuff. And the guy's voice, as you, I mean, you should heard, I think is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that was the sort of one of the points of this movie, you know, to buy a pick about a rock and roll star. I want people to get into the Mexican rock and roll kind yes. of thing. Yes. You know. Which um, I can't think of any other Mexican rock and rock roll. and roll things. Maybe uh, Los Lobos had a hand in the production of this. Uh... Yeah, maybe they, maybe they just said, you know, you know, who needs a movie made about him? <laughs> I know it's funny is they made La Bamba, but I can't think of a, and I think they're, I'm picturing Gary Busey, but that's like a made-for-TV movie. Like there's not a Buddy Holly story that was as famous a movie as La Bamba, and of course Buddy Holly is. More famous, more famous and had and more hits than than Richie Valens yeah. and things I mean, like that. I think part of that is because going back to what we said at the start of this is that because it was so well made. Yes, I mean like this could pass as just a regular old movie. Yes, without being a biopic. Right, um, right, right. If this is a yeah. movie, we we don't need it to. We don't need to know Richie Valens. We don't need to know the ending. It can be just a story Stand that, alone, yeah, that, totally. that that stands on its own for sure. Um, so you do a lot of different music types but you don't generally do sort of early rock and roll late 50s well jackie stuff. wilson i listen to you that's right you do have a jackie wilson thing going on yeah that's yeah yeah it's definitely on my uh right. spotify and um so um Eddie, oh and i must say that the guy they got to look like jackie wilson looks a lot like jackie wilson yes like they nailed that one i agree i, I agree and he sounds a bit like him too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he yeah, does. Um, so the other the other um, <clears throat> singers impersonators, I don't know if you want to call them. I have no idea what the Big Bopper looked like, so I can't argue can't speak to that. what anything like that. Um, the actor playing Buddy Holly is not really an actor. It's Marshall Crenshaw. He's I've a heard singer. That name. Yeah, he's uh, you know sort of a early to mid '80s guy. He had a couple hits. If I play you, I, and I for, I can't pull up the song right now, um, but if I play you his famous song or two, you'd be like, yeah, I think, I think I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he kind of looks like Buddy Holly, right? You, you get that hair and those big old glasses, and glasses and anybody can look like Buddy Holly, right? Yeah. Um, Eddie Cochran, who was not on that tour, but was on the first tour. I think he was in Philadelphia with Alan Freed and he did summertime blues. Yeah. Um, so his name is Brian Setzer. Brian Setzer was the lead singer of the Stray Cats. Okay. Stray Cats is, is rockabilly, and you've heard Stray Cat Strut and um, yes. Uh, yes. What's the other one? Um, uh, anyway, uh, I already sang once on this, this show. I probably shouldn't sing again. <laughs> um, but then he, so he did rockabilly, which is a definite distinctive style. And then he went off by himself and founded the Brian Setzer Orchestra, which is this interesting mix of like of like big band music and rock and roll huh. and. Um, but but that's who I think at this point. That's neither here nor there. I think I think at this point he's between Stray Cats, like Stray Cats was like early to mid eighties, between Stray Cats and Brian Setzer Orchestra, I think. Okay. Um yeah. So so that was that was what I had about that. Um I wrote down some things that I didn't think aged very well. How about you? Um, just sort of the whole stuff with Bob. <laughs> I I, th- I uh, think that <laughs> 
one of the most lines that you might want to uh, dub out is, I have to practically rape her to have sex with her. Yeah. Yikes. I was like, oh <laughs> boy. Yeah. I was like, that's really not okay. It's 1957, but like, yeah. Yikes. It's, yeah, it's definitely not okay. Yeah, and that's combined with the the mother telling the story in the very first scene, like, oh, yeah, he was putting his hand all over me, but I knocked him in the face and it was okay. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, got a lot of hashtag me too in this movie. Yeah. 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 Other than that, I would say that everything aged well. I would tell you something that especially aged well. First is... This the, almost never happened. This is just the opposite. No, and I, I'm sort of tongue-in-cheek when I say this, but first is the cars. Oh, yeah. I mean... They... Okay. They nailed the setting for it. Yes. Like, they got even, like, the houses right with the, like, perfectly manicured lawns and the... Okay. I must say, um, Richie's fashion was, like, on point. That was the second thing I was going to say. Outstanding shirts. I was like, oh, the shirts. Okay, my favorite one was when he was in the bar with, like, the stars don't don't fall from the sky. Right. With the, like, textured shirt. I was like, ooh. Yeah, see, I was thinking... That you were going to go, the one when he walks Donna home, it's like a bright red shirt with like the little black patterns on the... It's like rolled up sleeves? Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. But, yeah, so, okay. Really, there was not a bad outfit in this whole thing. No. Except for the dad's tie the first time that he sees Richie. That was whack. Yeah. It was like little square cutouts. I was like, nah, nah. But but that's also kind of, I mean, that whole like thin tie thing was happening back then, but no, not, not really. But yeah, Richie's got some nice shirts. Definitely. And those, um... There was a sweater that that the manager wore. It might have been at the Christmas party when he came. It was like kind of fuzzy but cardigany. Yeah, 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 with little stripes at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 just surprised on how they managed to get all those cars, though. I th- what I think they do is there are people who have cars like because they reason. are. Well, maybe for this reason, but also because they refurbish them and they love them. And they're people who want 57 T-Birds and who want yeah. 56 Pontiacs or whatever. And that's like their thing. Yeah. And then they get them for movies like this. I mean, but I was surprised because they got like both the like regular cars and then also like the nice cars, like the one that Richie drives that blue one. Right. And then also the like dump cars f- from the like... That's true. Peach Grove thing. Yeah. So they... Really uh, got the whole wide range here. Now I'm curious if for the for the for the junkie cars, right? Whether I mean, I wonder if you can fake that. Like, I'm sure. Like the other ones, I'm sure you can't, right? You can't. You the ones with the with the wings and the whole. Oh the yeah. Wood, no. Like those are just. I'm sure those are refurbished and like that. But I wonder if the. Yeah, I don't know. He's got like someone pushing it from behind. Just <laughs> Right, it's like you know, forty nine Nash or whatever it yeah. is. That's you know, it's all yeah. beat up. It's and like you like can't that. tell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, when it's just going across the frame, like no one's gonna be checking the like license plate on. Right, it right. I suppose that's true. I yeah. suppose that's true. Um, the uh, another thing I thought was funny was you know they're they're in the San Fernando Valley, which is close to Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, let's go to Tijuana. That's like two and a half hours away. Yeah. It kind of felt like they were going like 15 minutes away. Yeah. That's a long drive on a motorcycle. But anyway, I like digress. San Diego, I get it. It's like half an hour. Yeah. Half. Yeah. Like Los Angeles? That's, that's a long like, way. That's a good while. Yeah. Especially if you're going there to meet this spirit person. Right. And then going right back, you presume in the same day. Like, well, that's a lot of driving on a motorcycle. Yes. Like, yeah. That was a funny scene when they got. I think Bob must have paid crazy on gas. Must have had tons of fuel points. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, uh, it's, you know, there's this very sort of Mexican heritage thing going on about, you know, and the baby was born, and what did you name her? Brenda. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I guess that's very 1957, right? You're yeah. going to name your child Brenda. Okay. I think the one part where I kind of laughed in this one was the fight with the chair at, at oh. Richie's first. That was hilarious. Yeah, it was kind it was of like WWE the same with chair the chair. we had passed around. Yeah. <laughs> I'll whack you with the chair. Now you whack me with the yeah, chair. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I like I would, like 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 that's supposed to be the whole big start of the conflict. I was just laughing through the whole thing. It was so funny. <laughs> and the band kind of kept playing. I'm curious if you're if you're up there on stage. Oh no, that saxophonist was feeling it. Yeah, he was like grooving. It was uh-huh. like, Ooh, and then someone's getting hit in the face with a chair. Yep. Like right. <laughs> yeah. You also I I kept thinking that there was going to be more. With like there are a couple of times that Richie hurts his right hand, his guitar hand, right? And no, no. And he looks at it. It's a big thing, like, <gasps> and then nothing ever happens. Yeah. But that's okay, because it's that... part of the fantasy. <laughs> yes, yes, it's part of the fantasy. That's exactly what I was thinking. This is actually a fantasy movie. <laughs> Richie's magical guitar. <laughs> well, it is his flying guitar. It is. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on La Bamba? I think good for both what it wanted to be, which is a biopic. Yep. And also what it became, which is just a good whole. Well-rounded movie. I agree. I agree. It makes me want to go dig through the audio tapes downstairs and see if I can find... I think the album I bought was called Will the Wolf Survive? If I had to guess. I'm trying to think of Will some of the, the songs. Will the Lobo Survive? Yeah. Will El Lobo Survive? El You've Lobo. got a final coming up. Maybe you should learn that. Maybe I should. Will now swing me, swing me all the way down there. As we close, and first I like to always say thank you to those of you that listened, I have a uh, thought and a question. My thought was, did you know that to dance La Bamba, that it requires a little bit of grace? I did, actually. Oh, okay, good. Um, I also had another thought that we didn't mentioned in the main but i had sort of a a revelation as we were uh going through and putting it together and maybe because it's southern california and maybe this is accurate of the times but they were pretty cool with uh except for donna's dad they were pretty cool with people dancing and hanging out together of all the different races like the band was was anyway maybe i'm just hoping for more in 2020 (laughs) as i fondly look back at a movie made in 1987 about 1957 Mm. sure so that's that. But um, really, more more pressing is, um, how'd you do on your Spanish final? El finale. Well, I passed El finale, thanks to this podcast. Normally, yeah, of course, uh, yes. The is L. That, that, that was the kicker on that one. Yes. But I passed it in, with flying colors, as they say. Maybe f- with, with flying guitars. Or with flying, or with um, colores and... Uh, and I'll be, oh boy, I don't know. Uh-oh, I don't really know either. <laughs> well, luckily they didn't test you on that. <laughs> what they might test you on, insert segue here, is whether or not you know how you can find us on social media. We are on Instagram now. We have yet to post, but maybe as soon as we get some more followers on the old Instagram, we will post some more. 
Um, well, how would I find this Instagram page? Look up reviewing podcast, all one word, all lowercase. Okay. Uh, I will fact check that, but I believe <laughs> it is all lowercase. Go fact check it after you publish. Good idea. <laughs> yeah. uh, it shows the high quality that we have yes. on the show. There is some great content on there. I think, I hope, there's we'll going out. to be. They'll find out. Yeah, you will find out yeah. if you follow us, reviewing podcast on Instagram. And you were saying that, that uh, we enjoyed the biopic, so maybe if somebody wants to throw some suggestions in the Instagram of other biopics, mm. um, really anything before 1990, there's a chance I saw it. Yeah. I, I put, it, put it out there. See what happens. Put it out there. We just want to exchange ideas with you. Mm. With you. Yes. He was pointing at the microphone, so that means you there listening. Thanks.